0: Welcome to the JMP cast. I'm your host, Josiah Michael Pyatt. This podcast is centered around the question what does it look like to live in our identity in Christ and to actively participate in the Father's kingdom that's in our midst? On today's episode, we hear Paul's describing of the heavenly reality on the earthly situation that the church finds itself in as it faithfully tries to walk in Christ. Well, in the last episode, we were talking about this warning that Paul was bringing forth to the church in Colossae about watching out for those other followers of Jesus that are going to be around us, that are going to see us experience Jesus Christ dwelling, and in that the transformation that comes out of that, they're going to see our knowing and our growing and our showing. And when they see these things, they're actually going to come against us. They're going to come against us with plausible arguments. Paul isn't saying that this is a hypothetical situation. He is saying that this is what is to be expected as we walk with Jesus. He's telling us that this is a legitimate threat for you and for me as we try to grow in our relationship with him. But as we noted, Paul also never gives these arguments and never gives this darkness any more attention than it deserves. In other words, Paul isn't trying to give these things more power. He's not worried about these things overtaking us. What he's concerned about is if we actually are the ones who give it permission to overtake us. Maybe another way of me saying that would be Paul knows that Christ in us is the hope of glory. He knows that in Jesus we have the power to overcome anything that comes our way. And so Paul is in no way concerned about the inability of Christ in us. He just wants us to have our attention on that. And so as we saw in this last episode, he's actually warning us, we see, because he wants us to be mature in Christ. And he finishes that warning by saying, I want to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ Jesus. And so today, instead of there being a warning that Paul is going to bring forth for the church in Colossae, he's actually going to go a little bit deeper into the reality that we get to have as followers of Jesus as we walk with Jesus. So before he goes into another warning that we'll look at in the next episode, he wants us to reflect and to keep our eyes on what happens when we walk with him, him being Jesus. So let me pray and then let's get into it. Father, I ask that you would use this time for your glory. Father, I ask that we would see you. Father, I thank you for the promises that you've put in Scripture that are true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Father, you are so worthy to be trusted. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would take this time and that the things that you are wanting to say would be said and the things that you are wanting to be heard would be heard. Give us courage, give us direction, give us wisdom. We want to grow with you. We want to know you more. We want to grow deeper in our relationship with you. We want to see you move in our friends, in our family, in our own lives, and in the people's lives that you've trusted around us. Thank you for the privilege it is to get to know you more. Thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you that we don't come to you today as orphans, but we come as sons and daughters, ready to learn from you, our Father. You are good and you are faithful. Lord, anything that is of you would we remember, but the things that are not, would it be forgotten? Have this time, Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to be reading, this is Colossians chapter 2, and it's a short one today. So it's just verse 6 to 7. So let me read this. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. In these short sentences, Paul emphasizes this one word, and that is in. You see, when we look at the things that are going on in our lives, as we hear different things, as we see different things, we are not to be looking at the dark. We are to be looking at the light. When you, if you think about it, if you were to go into your room, I don't know, maybe you're listening to this in your room right now, but if you were to be in your room and you had the blinds down, and let's say it's one o'clock in the morning. So it's pitch black in your room. In order for the darkness in your room to leave, you don't focus on the dark. No, you turn on the light, and when you focus on the light, the darkness disappears. And so before Paul goes into any more warnings, he wants us to remember who we are. He wants us to fix our eyes in what happens when we're in Christ. You see... Paul has already been telling us the significance of Christ dwelling in us, the hope of glory. And in these short sentences, Paul is giving us a more detailed understanding of exactly what happens as Christ dwells in us. I love that he begins this by saying, you have received Christ Jesus. He's reminding this church, he's reminding you and me that there is nothing that we could do to deserve the grace and the mercy that Jesus so freely wants to give to us. There's nothing that you and I could do to deserve the love that the Father has for us. The Father is offering us this invitation to grow deeper with him. So the question I have today is what happens when we start walking in Jesus? We've seen earlier in this letter, Paul was saying that when we understand who we are, holy, blameless, and above reproach, that it will manifest itself through us being stable and steadfast. But in this section, we see Paul is, is actually adding to that narrative. He's saying to us that as we receive Christ Jesus, we are going to be rooted and built up in him. This idea of rooted in is, is the idea of the, the things that happen in the private. It's not the things that we do in the public. It's the things that happen in the unseen areas of our life. It's the moments when we're left to our own devices. It's the moments when there's no one around and there's no one looking. You see, it's in these moments that our roots can grow deeper in Christ. There's an intimacy that can only be experienced when we're on our own. And of course, there's the intimacy that we get to have when we're with other followers of Jesus, and that's a beautiful part of walking with him. But in this specific area, Paul is reminding us that it's our roots that are going to be growing deeper as we walk with him. You see, he says that we are to walk in him. This is, this is telling us that there's an action involved with us receiving who we are. So as we know him, we begin to walk out in him. And as we take these steps, Paul is telling us that our roots are going to grow deeper. And so I I imagine that there's some people who are listening to this that have had different experiences with Jesus. Maybe you've experienced his love and you've grown in such a beautiful way, and you've come to that point where you, you you said and you prayed that dangerous prayer. That prayer that says, I surrender all, Jesus. I want to know you more. I want to grow deeper with you. And maybe when you said that prayer, what you thought that, that, what that would mean for you is that you would have a deeper revelation of Jesus through your experiences, whether it be having intellectual epiphanies through scripture or through moments of thought, or whether it be an emotional experience or something tangible that you saw happen in your life. And so when we prayed this prayer of going deeper with Jesus, what we thought we were praying is that we would experience more of this tangible depthness. But the reality is that roots only grow when there's a lack of something. I'm not sure if this works with all plants, but I know that with trees, if their roots are going to grow deeper, it's so that they can access water. In other words, If our roots are going to grow deeper, we actually have to have lack in order for us to be stretched and strengthened to have growth. So when we pray to grow closer to Jesus, we may have thought that this would mean that our experience of him would grow deeper through tangible things because that's how we had experienced him in the previous. But in reality, what's happened is God, it seems like God is distant himself, but really it's because he wants our hunger to grow in him more. I want to get really practical right now. So for some of us listening to this, there's no shame in this. We really have connected with Jesus when we're on our own in the forest or in nature. And so when we take this time away in our day to go off and be on our own and we pray and we just seek Jesus, we experience him, we learn new things, and it's a beautiful thing. Now, for others of us, if we hear that, we're like, that would be torture. What I like to do is to read the Bible. Not me, I'm just saying in general. Of course, I like to read the Bible too, but I'm just saying that there are some people who who genuinely experience Jesus through reading the Word of God. It's as if every time you open up the book, there's something new that speaks to your circumstances or speaks to your situation or gives you some sort of direction or understanding of who God is. And so when we read the Bible, we grow deeper with Him. Maybe others of us love worshiping Jesus with other Christians. And so we look forward to going to a Sunday morning service or a conference where we get to be surrounded by other followers of Jesus and worship our King. Now, none of these things are bad in and of themselves. But what happens is we pray to go deeper. And so what we think, let's say, we're someone who really gravitates towards getting a lot out of reading scriptures. So we ask Jesus, we want to go deeper. And we think that that would mean that as we read scripture, we're going to get even greater revelation of who Jesus is. But what ends up happening is it almost becomes nothing changes. And so we start reading the Bible as we've made this prayer and we're expecting for more and it feels like there's less. And I think what ends up happening in this moment is God's actually inviting us to experience him in a new way. So maybe it's time for you to go into the forest in the places that you weren't comfortable in meeting him. Maybe it's time for you to fast. Maybe it's time for you to go to a conference. Or the other way around, maybe you're all about going in, into nature and experiencing him on your own. And now that moment, it's like he's not there anymore. And you know in your heart that he is, but there's something different. And I think that God might be inviting you into reading his word more. He's going to show you things in a new way. And it may not feel the same way that it did before. Now, here's the thing. We want our roots to grow deep so that we become established. You know what is it that Paul is saying is going to be established. He says that we're going to be built up and we're going to be established. What is he talking about? He's saying that regardless of circumstances that we're facing, regardless of the things that are going on in our life, whether it be good things or bad things, that what's going to happen as we walk with him and as our roots grow deeper is that we're going to become more secure in who we are in him. You see, that's ultimately what happens through these circumstances, through these situations that God brings our way. He wants our relationship with Him to grow deeper. He wants our faith, our trust in Him to be developed in a place where it doesn't matter whether it's good things or bad things, that we are so rooted and grounded and built up in Him. So, so far we've looked at us being walking in Him, us being rooted in Him, us being built up in Him. And us being established in our trust in Him. But there's one more in that Paul tells us about. And that is the in of being abounding in thanksgiving. You see, Paul begins this sentence like we've said already. He started by saying, this is what you've received in Christ Jesus. You see, behind this invitation is a promise. And that promise is that we will grow deeper in our relationship with Him. That as our roots grow deeper, we are actually going to be established. What does that mean for you and for me today? Well, I think what that means for you and for me is that if we were to continue to walk in Jesus's way, there's a promise that we have that in this time next year, whenever it is that you're listening to this, that what will happen as a result of you walking in him is that your roots are going to be deeper in him. Your trust in him is going to be stronger. You are going to be more secure. You are going to be more established in him. The ways that you handle different situations and circumstances is going to be in a more mature way in Christ as you walk in Him. There's this beautiful promise for you and for me today that we get to keep walking in Him and as we do this, we will grow deeper. This is a promise of Jesus. This is a promise that we can hold on to, that as we walk with Him, we are going to mature in Him. This is a beautiful thing. You see, this isn't reliant upon us having a perfect track record. This isn't reliant on our surrender. This is a reliance on us saying, God, we need you. We need you. Jesus, we don't have the strength. Jesus, we don't have the ability. Jesus, sometimes we don't even have the desire to grow deeper. But Father, we surrender all of that to you. And as we do that, Jesus is promising us that our faith is going to be developed, that we are going to be steadfast, that we are going to be anchored in him. So I don't know where you find yourself today, but can I just encourage you to keep walking in him, regardless of the things that are going on in your life, whether it be beautiful things or tragedy, would you just continue to faithfully take steps with him? Listen, we can't do this on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. And thankfully, Jesus is wanting to give us the Spirit freely. Would we walk in Him in thanksgiving? How can we be thankful when there's horrible things going on? We can be thankful because our eyes are not fixed in the temporary, but are rooted in eternity. Remember, that was the very first episode to the letter of Colossians that we talked about, is how are we seeing ourselves and the circumstances? Are we rooted in eternity's perspective? On life. And it doesn't mean that things are gonna be easy. It doesn't mean that it's not gonna be challenging. It doesn't mean that sometimes we have to push through the, the lack of feeling or the overwhelming feelings that we have. It doesn't mean that we're gonna not have doubts or fears. It just means that we we through Jesus, when we give our lives to Him, when we continually put ourselves at the table. There is a strength that we get to receive through Him and Him alone. When we approach Him in thanksgiving, there's something powerful when we as followers of Jesus, instead of going to God in prayer and just asking Him for a list of things, when we first approach Him rightly before Him, declaring who He is, that He is holy, that He is faithful, that He is merciful, that He is kind, that He is loving, that He is intentional. There's so many things we can praise him for. And then we can also thank him. To thank him is to thank him for things that he's done and the things that he's going to do. And so when we approach Jesus in this way, it allows our roots to grow deeper. So again, there might be some of us today that have been praying to go deeper with Christ, and it almost feels like Jesus has gone distant from us. Can I encourage you today to dive deeper? It's okay to be honest with your feelings. It's okay to bring these things to Jesus. It's okay to say to God, Hey, I'm not feeling it today. I don't really feel like talking to you. I don't really feel like worshiping you. I don't really feel like making space for you. I don't really feel like reading your book today. But Lord, I'm going to do this anyways, not because I want to, but because my life is not going to be defined by the doubts or the fears or the feelings that I have. My life is defined by something deeper, and that is you. So Father, I thank you, even if I'm not feeling it, even if I'm going through these things, God, I trust you. I know that this is an opportunity for my trust to grow deeper in you. So today, wherever you find yourself, would we just surrender ourselves to Him again, regardless of what we're going through? Would we walk in Him? Would we be rooted in Him? Would we be built up in Him? Would we be established? Would our trust in Christ grow deeper and deeper? And would we always remember to do this in thanksgiving because the victory has already been won? The blood has spoken a better word over our hearts, over our circumstances, and over all of eternity. So would we have that heavenly perspective on the earthly circumstances that we're going through? Father, I thank you that you are good, that you are faithful, that you are intentional. Lord, I thank you that even in this moment, you're encouraging people, you're, reflect, you're revealing yourself to, to people once again. Oh God, would we experience your love? Would we experience the truth of who you are in deeper ways? Whether that's intangible experiences or whether that's through discipline and whether that's through obedience of just walking in you regardless of what is going on around us. Father, today we choose to trust you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your intentionalness. We fix our eyes on you today. You are good, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that you have found encouragement through something that was said. If you're wanting to stay connected or up to date on this podcast, the best way to do that is to follow us at The JNP Cast on our Instagram or Facebook. I hope you'll consider subscribing to this channel as we continue to ask this question What does it look like to live in our identity in Christ and to actually participate in the Father's kingdom that's in our midst? Have an awesome day.